Welcome back to episode 115 of Your Best Year Starts Here. And Nigel, at the end of the last episode, you said about speaking at a conference where you said it's so nice to be speaking to so many multimillionaires. Um, but you also said you wouldn't tell the story until this episode. So, you know, I guess the question is, what is that story? Your best year. Okay, so I was asked to speak at a major conference and I wanted to grab their attention and I knew that sales were down and I'd been brought in a large pharmaceutical company and I knew redundancies were going to be happening, but that was going to be happening in the next quarter, but they wanted a motivational lift before Christmas. And my opening line was, what a wonderful opportunity to speak to so many multimillionaires. And I could see the audience change. So I said, could everyone write down 12 parts of their body on a piece of paper. So, Neil, name, name a couple of pieces of your body. Uh, hand, foot, yeah. Yeah. nose, ear. Yeah. yeah. Is that enough? Well, so I got them to write down loads <laughs> of parts of their body, okay? And I said, are you aware that there are people out there who ensure their bodies and just a foot or an arm or an eye or their tongue, if you're a coffee taster, for thousands of millions of pounds. And we have all those components in us, and we are worth millions if we only looked at who we are. And I say this in the nicest sense that we are phenomenal human beings that can do phenomenal things if we only just looked at where we are, what we can do, instead of what we can't do. Yep. So, you know, you know, even if you've got, you know, if you have a disability, you have some part of your body that has some value. And whether, you know, if you've got one leg, the other leg is doing an awful lot of work. It's worth a lot of money to you. And I'm not being disrespectful to anybody here, but we sometimes don't value ourselves, which means it's hard to value other people. We don't value the work we do. We allow other people's opinions of us to determine our self-worth. You know, we spoke about the guy who had a got it. He doesn't look at his reviews on Amazon. We all look at some of our reviews, but my self worth is not based on someone else's opinion. Yeah, I know what I'm worth. It's up to me whether sometimes I want to decrease my price. And you know, in January, often I do a January sale, and I used to. And you'll be amazed at this. Every year, we used to offer a January sale to ten of our clients, and this came about because I saw that Harrods used to do a January sale. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know the last time you may have ever been to Harrods. And if you've, you know, for those people who are listening who've never been to Harrods, it is a store of Oxford that is extraordinary. It's enormous and expensive. And in theory, they never used to have a sale. Well, the minute Harrods started having a sale, I thought, I can have a sale. If they're good enough to have a sale, I could. I don't do a half-year sale, but one week at the beginning of every year, we used to do a sale. And then somebody said, are you not worried what people think of your value? I went, my value is up to me. Yep. And I wonder, for all the people who are listening today, have you ever thought what you're worth? Have you ever looked at the work that you do and thought, I make a difference? Now, I have a, a friend in the States who doesn't say I make a difference. She says I make the difference. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to use the acronym, be a little bit mad, make a difference. And, and Betsy bless her she says she makes the difference yep. well i wonder what difference you make in people's lives and what that's worth and, and you're not doing it for the validation 
even though it's lovely. And when we're on stage, we want the applause. But I know I said this in a previous episode. When you become results-orientated rather than applause-orientated, and when you know your self-worth, you can then look at the work that you do and think, this is good stuff. But you've got to put a value to it. And when you cheapen your self-worth, it affects everything you do. So when I'm on stage, I do not want, and for some people, they're probably thinking, what is the stage? Um, I don't want a plastic cup on stage. It makes me feel cheap. I want a glass with my can of Diet Coke. Now it's going to be hot water and honey. But I want something on stage that makes me feel good. I want to surround myself with things that make me feel good. We spoke about in many episodes, my book of success. I surround myself with certificate testimonials, all little things that make me feel good, but I've chosen them. You know, yeah. I have a library of, I don't know, six, 700 books. I've read a lot of them and I still read lots. And I was looking at your reading list on Facebook the other day. You know, I choose to enhance my self-worth and my self-worth by adding education and value to stuff that I learned, but I want to make sure I feel good about it. So do you know what you're worth, Neil? Um, <clears throat> the high-pitched voice. It, it, it's, an, it's an interesting question, and I'm going to answer it in reverse. And I'm going to say that from the point, I said it from the point of view of, I'm one of these people that, you know, I had periods in my life where I didn't think I was worth very much. You know, where regardless of what I regardless of what I achieved externally, how I felt internally was very, very different. So, you know, I was the, I was the kind of guy that, you know, I had to buy the car that would impress other people. I had to buy the suit that I thought would impress other people. I had to go on the holidays that I thought would impress other people. They weren't necessarily things I wanted. They weren't necessarily things I wanted to do, but they were things that I thought, well, if I have this, I'll be impressive. Right. Um, but I didn't actually like I felt myself. And one of the big things for me is that shift of actually being okay with being me, being comfortable in my own skin. And, you know, that was a journey I had to go on and that was something I had to learn. And yeah, my, my worth isn't monetary. My work, you know, I don't value who I am or how I am based on a, a bunch of pound notes or dollar bills. I, I couldn't care less. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to be skinned. Nobody wants to be skinned. Like you've said many times, you know, you don't help poor people by being one of them, right? That's not where I'm at. But I don't I don't put a monetary value on who I am or, or what I'm worth. Now, that said, if we're going to talk about monetary values on things just for a moment, think about two, two things, because I, uh, I spoke on a, um, an event, a friend of mine, Mark Stern, ran a few years ago that was all about like high ticket sales and high ticket closing and selling expensive stuff. Right. And a um, couple of points I made on that. One is almost every single human being at some point has been in high ticket sales. The only thing is you sold a year of your life for that paycheck. You know, but if someone paid you X amount per year and you consider that amount for the whole year to be a significant amount of money, you've done high ticket sales. It's just you said, I'll give you 40 hours a week for a year of my life in exchange for that amount of money. But you've already sold stuff for that amount of money, right? Is point number one. I think point number two that goes with that is how much income or business did you generate in the organization you were in, regardless of what your role was? What was your value add and how much money did the company make that they couldn't have made if you hadn't played your part? 
Because if you want to put a financial sum on on what you're worth, you know, if you're a, I use sales as a simple example, but you know, if you're a salesperson that's got a million pound sales target and you bring in a million pounds for your company, okay, you don't get the million pounds, but without you, nor did they. So your contribution was a million pounds, even though you didn't get the million pounds. So at that point in time, you were worth a million pounds. You generated a million pounds, you know, and it's and it's that understanding for me of if you're going to use financial things, like use the biggest measure you can think of. Use the biggest thing you've ever done. Maybe look at what's, you know, what have I been paid as an employee across my entire career added up? Well, I'm worth more than that because people are still paying me and they've paid me all of that already. You know, if you've done consultancy for somebody else, how much were they charging you out at, not how much were they paying you? Because if the client was prepared to pay, you know, £2,000 a day or something to have you attend site and do the work, that's what you were worth, not what your paycheck said. And I think very often people fall to the wrong measure. They go to the lower number when they should go to the bigger one. See, one of the reasons I ask people not to do a testimonial, sorry, to do a valuation of my work on the day I speak is because I want them to see what added value I've given to them and their business three weeks later, six months later, and even two years later. And we've just had a, a phenomenal client come back to me and say, the difference that you've made over the three years you've been working with us, and I really wanted to try and work out monetary for them to see what I charged, the difference it's made to them, for me to understand that when I put a message out, it, I may not get paid today. Mm -hmm. The company may not get paid today, but over a time period, so I used to manage a football team. Now, if my son's listening to this, he'll say, I didn't really manage it. I just turned up and <laughs> cut some oranges up, which I didn't even do that. But I, you know, but when I look at some of those kids that have gone on to bigger, better things, what part did I play in them? You know, your daughter and son, what part have you played with the, the work you've done with them to see where they've got to? What work do we do? That's why I go back to self-worth and what are we worth is that every single day we're, my, in my humble opinion, it's to add value to people so they can add value to their people or their children. Nothing gives me greater joy than someone says, we were reading your book over dinner, we all looked at what different animals we were, and all of a sudden my son now understands why. And I then think, that's amazing that, you know, something that I, I wrote in 2002, yep. we're nearly 20 years on, are sharing to their kids that's part of my worth. So I, I want to start asking people, don't necessarily look at the return you're getting today. Yep. Look at the return you get over 10 years, 20 years. I've been together with, it's going it's to sound like a long time. I've been together with my wife nearly 40 years now. You know, she, she became a therapist. I've become a motivational speaker, communication, leadership expert, whatever it is. From how we first started to where we've gone, we have impacted millions of people. Yep. And so our worth as a couple has something. Our worth as children has, you know, we both have parents. You know, our value to our, our brothers and sisters have a value. So sometimes you've got to be a little bit, you know, we start off by we are multimillionaires in our body. If yep. we just zooted that and we could, you know, we don't have to tell anybody, you know, you know, I, you know as a motivational speaker, I'd hate to think what I'd, I'd insure my mouth for. <laughs> you, know, 
Yeah, there's some people are going about 3p. I, I was going to say, there's some people who would pay a lot of money for you to close it, mate, you yeah, know, with the greatest of respect. But. Well, well, that's the point. But I, but I remember being in hospital, and it's, it's four years literally now when I came out of hospital after my brain aneurysm. And I remember thinking, what happens if I can't work? What's that yeah. going to do to me? You know, so this tiny piece of my brain, which had the aneurysm and all the rest, that tiny piece... I mean, and I've seen x-rays. I mean, this this little blood vessel that bursts. I mean, it's so tiny. You know, I mean, I was lucky I got a chance when I had one of the um, angiograms, I got a chance to see some of the work they did. Mm -hmm. But tiny, tiny piece has a massive value. I think we don't appreciate the value we take to the world in the work we do. And if you're an estate agent, you're in marketing, you're, you know, you're working for a supermarket and you're delivering food, you're, you're, you're an Uber driver, you're an Accardo delivery person, you're adding value. Yep. So I don't just think it's based on something you said, based on our paycheck. What value are you giving to people, bearing in mind you are a machine that can never be replicated? Yeah, you know, it's, also, it's, it's also the ripple effect of that, though, right? I mean, you know, you say about people coming back later, like down the line and telling you the impact of something that happened. I had um, I had a, a, a message on Facebook Messenger. It's probably just over a year ago now, but it's one of those messages that kind of sticks in my mind, right? And the, the guy that sent it to me had just won an award. So he'd been up on stage at an event, picked up an award for the success he'd had in his business and everything else. And he sent me a message that said, I want to thank you because part of the reason I've got this award is something that you did two years ago. And I'm like, you know, so, so what is it? Like, what was, what was the thing? And we talked about it a little bit more and it was basically some, he'd been in a, in a training session that I'd been delivering talking about creating video and he'd gone away with the skill set and the motivation to go and create video for his business. And I'm like, okay, but like in financial terms, what's that actually meant to you then? And he said quarter of a million pounds trackable additional revenue from that like 20 minutes in a multi-day event where I was talking on that one specific thing, quarter of a million quid. And what's that meant to his team, his family, to everything else? And like you start to like extrapolate all those ripples. And something I said that I hadn't even thought about for years made a quarter of a million pound impact on somebody else. You know, and it's back to how do we measure things if I was measuring it on my experience of that moment, it would be, you know, be a very small amount of, of financial value because to me, it was a moment that was gone to him. It was a moment that rippled on and created something much bigger. And I think I've lost you. Is your internet gone? Nigel said about silencing himself and what would he do? And somehow the internet has silenced him. So that's probably a good place to wrap up this, this episode. Um, Hopefully we're getting back by the next one. And you know what to do. Tune in, give us a review, all of that good stuff. Share this with your friends. And we will hopefully both be able to see you next week. Your best year.